Hello, hello, and welcome to It's All About Me with your host, Sammy Lee. Today, we have another conspiracy mystery story. Today's topic is the Allies' victory in World War II. It goes without saying that the victory of the Allies in World War II was a feat for the ages. The sheer manpower unleashed on the Axis forces of Germany, Italy, and their satellites by the U.S., Great Britain, France, Canada, the Anzacs, and others was staggering. Just as inspiring, the logistics of an operation this enormous were executed with great aplomb, and the sacrifices made by those involved were nothing short of heroic. We have all heard of the Normandy invasions of June, 1944. The name Enola Gay is forever etched in our collective memory. And films like Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan have made real to a younger generation the importance of this war and the price of victory. Yet, despite the Allies' sophisticated weaponry and inspired leadership, they might have emerged from World War II as subjugated losers were it not for Adolf Hitler's military short-sightedness and hubris. Despite what some have called Hitler's expert political timing, his military foresight was proved inferior. Hitler's blunders. Ever the opportunist, Hitler was unable to gauge the consequences of his actions. To Hitler, the future military speaking was a hazy abstraction, a period during which vague, undefined goals would sort themselves out as he approached them. He really tried to stay one step ahead, never considered contingencies. Instead, as Hitler's scholar Ronald Lewin has said, he would rely on the swift and unexpected blow and then see what happens. Hitler's first blunder, one that would assure his ultimate defeat, was initiating war at all. Militarily, the German army was completely unprepared for a large-scale conflict. The German Air Force... The Luttwaffe had fuel stores sufficient for only six months when the war began. It was also lacking in trained personnel, particularly at the commander level. Furthermore, the Luttwaffe's bomb supply was adequate only for a three-week engagement with the weak enemy. Not a lengthy international conflict with the military powerful nations, but Hitler was not deterred. He clearly believed the conflict would remain regional in nature. When the Germans launched proactive raids against Poland in 1939, he was convinced that British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain's guarantee had been a bluff. Chamberlain, reacting to the German destruction of Czechoslovakia two weeks before, had given a speech in the House of Commons on March 31, 1939, during which he pledged British intervention should Germany threaten the independence of Poland Hitler, believing Chamberlain's promise of ruse, invaded Poland, convinced the British would not react. He was, of course, wrong. On September 3, 1939, Britain and France plunged into conflict with Germany. This error in judgment threw Germany's under-equipped, unprepared forces into a war that soon became global. The Allied invasion of Europe commenced on June 6, 1944. Although the fighting persisted throughout Europe until May of the following year, the outcome could be foreseen within several days of the Allied Langers. German intelligence had failed in predicting both the time and place of the invasion, allowing the Allies the element of surprise on two levels. The Germans would never recover. In order to repel the Allied attack, 
the German army needed desperately to unleash the power of its panzer tank divisions against the invaders. Hitler, however, had issued an order forbidding the use of this equipment without his expressed permission. When contacted by the generals in charge of the areas of attack, Hitler denied their initial request to employ the panzer divisions, choosing instead to wait and see how the situation unfolded. While the Allied forces advanced as far as six miles inland from the beaches, Hitler napped, awakening several hours later to give the belated and ill-fated order to deploy the tanks. As the situation deteriorated even further for the Germans, two of Hitler's top generals, Gerd Vaughn and Erwin Rommel, confronted the Fuhrer with the seriousness of the situation. Rommel pointed out that the Allies had achieved land, sea, and air superiority, and that unless the German army retreated and regrouped, all would soon be lost. Rommel suggested that German forces pull back, retool, and launch an attack out of the line of fire of the Allied Navy's powerful weaponry. Hitler, too proud and deluded to consider any sort of retreat, ignored the general's advice, choosing instead to continue what was quickly becoming a hopeless defense. A failed coup. Rommel and his buddy made further attempts to change Hitler's mind, all to no avail. Concerned that the misguided strategy would prove fatal to the fatherland, the two generals and several other individuals hatched a plan to oust Hitler from power. Rommel opposed assassinating Hitler, but after Rommel himself was critically wounded in an Allied attack on his staff car, more assassinations, conspirators were left at the coup's helm. Chief among them was the one-armed Lieutenant Colonel Klaus Philipp von Stauffenberg. Along with his con co-conspirators, von Stauffenberg was convinced that even though a revolt could not save Germany from being overrun by an occupying army, it would at least put an end to the war, saving many lives and showing the world that the Nazi way was not the only way in Germany. After several abortive attempts, von Stauffenberg finally set off a bomb in Hitler's headquarters on July 20th, 1944, killing several people in the room. But to the colonel's frustration, his target, Fuhrer himself, survived. Despite brilliant political intuition, Hitler displayed one quality that proved fatal in the military sphere, pride. While his pride may have at first inspired many Germans, it eventually brought upon them defeat and led some to wish Hitler dead. Although the Allied victory was convincing, it was made possible in part by Hitler's prideful arrogance. Thank you all again for tuning in to It's All About Me. I'm your host, Sammy Lee. And if you like this episode next week, tune in to Where are the Rosenberg's Atomic Spies? Thank you so much and have a great weekend.